like I said, we're going to be looking at the Salvation Army's doctrines. We're in Doctrine 5 this week, and even though they may be doctrinal beliefs specific to what we believe here in the Salvation Army, they come from basic Christian truths. And so regardless of whether or not you're a Salvationist, if you are a Christian, these should be things that you believe in. And we've talked about it before, understanding what we believe in, knowing who we are through knowing what we believe in, can be essential to us in our daily lives. And so Doctrine 5 says, We believe that in our first parents we were created in the state of innocence, but by their disobedience they lost their purity and happiness, and that in consequence of their fall all men have become sinners, totally depraved, and as such are justly exposed to the wrath of God. So, what does that mean for us? We're going to break it down for a minute, but we're also going to spend some time today looking at how that doctrine itself applies in our daily lives. As Christians, when we do something we shouldn't do, what is our natural response? What do we feel? How many of you, when you got in trouble, did you ever feel bad about it? Yeah? Me too. I mean, I tended to be very well behaved as a child just because I didn't like the feeling that came with doing something wrong. something wrong is a part of our sin nature, right? Doctrine 5 says we believe that our parents were created in a state of innocence or innocency. In other words, when they were created, they could do no wrong because they didn't even know what wrong was. They couldn't be tempted by bad behaviors. Because bad was even a foreign concept to them. We talked about it last week when we talked about Jesus, who he was, being divine and God and human as well. And God is holy, right? We were created in his image. And so when man was created, when Adam and Eve were created, created in God's image, they were created in the good. But they had the power of free will. They got to make their own choices. How many of us have made choices that later we regret it? Yeah? What do they say hindsight is 2020? If you look back and go, oh, snap, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sure Adam and Eve had moments like that after the fall as well. 
In fact, Adam kind of caught on. He's like, it was Eve. It was all her fault. Interestingly enough, if you read the scriptures in Genesis when it talks about it, and he's saying this, if you read, if you go back to the scriptures where Eve is even being tempted, We're going to take a quick peek at that in Genesis. Then the woman said to the serpent, not at all. We can eat from the trees in the garden. It's only about the tree in the middle of the garden that God has said, do not eat from. Do not even touch it or you will die. The serpent told the woman, you will not die. God knows that the moment you eat from that tree, you'll see what's really going on. And you'll be like God, knowing everything, ranging all the way from good to evil. When the woman saw that the tree looked good for eating and realized that she could get out of what she would get out of it, she would know everything. She took of it and ate the fruit and gave some to her husband, and he ate. We're going to stop right there. Move over to a different translation where it says, And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate with it. Now, we just read that she was tempted, right? And we always know she took some, she gave it to her, to Adam, right? But, but a lot of people don't catch when you go to verse 6, because it's a common, sometimes we just, we know this so we don't read it, right? Like we should. Did any of you catch what was happening? Some she ate it first. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. That was out of the NIV version. Now, let's go to the King James Version. a 
lot of people are old school, they only like the King James Version. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took up the fruit therefore and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat. How many of us have ever made bad choices? And had someone standing next to us and never say anything? That honestly should have known better. Who was older? Adam or Eve? Adam, right? Who had known God longer? Adam. Who should have said to Eve, this is a bad idea? Adam Who probably should have said, we shouldn't be listening to this snake? <laughs> but just as so many do when they are found guilty of something, what did he try to do? It was the woman that you gave me, right? In earlier verses in Genesis, it talks about the fact that, you know, they were naked, but they weren't ashamed. But shortly after eating the fruit, their eyes were opened, and they realized that they were good, so they hid. And God, coming into the garden, because he would come with them and walk beside them in spirit, was looking for them. And they were hiding. And they said, we hid because we were naked and ashamed, right? They felt guilty for what they had done. When we do things that are wrong, sometimes, we, even though we don't get caught, we hide it, right? We sweep it under the rug because we feel guilty and ashamed. There's a story about President Calvin Coolidge. His wife was sick, so he went to church without her. But the wife, when he got home, goes, so what was church about? What was his sermon about? The president goes, sin. She goes, well, what did the preacher say about it? Well, that he's against it. But our understanding of what sin is and how it relates to us needs to be so much more. We believe that our parents were created in a state of innocency. We talked about how they were like God. But by their disobedience, they both had a choice. They were both active in their disobedience, right? They lost their purity and happiness, and that in consequence of their fall, all men have become sinners. Totally depraved. How many of you in here have ever sinned? You don't have to show your hands because I will tell you the truth. If you do not raise your hand, you are sinning right there because you are lying. <laughs> and sometimes, though, we don't realize the extent of it because totally depraved means sin is in our nature. 
sometimes it is easier to sin than it is not to sin. somebody. Something you may even felt guilty for. And so you wouldn't tell them. And after a while, what happens to your relationship with that person because you're keeping that secret? It's ruined. They don't know that you're keeping this secret, do they? But you know, and it begins to wear on you, right? Isaiah 59, 2. Isaiah. Chapter after their eyes were open. They did what? We talked about it. They hid themselves from the Lord because they were ashamed. 
and this sin nature that we have combated against can lead to an internal separation from God inability to ever connect with him again. Romans 6 23 teaches us that the wages of sin is what? Death. And if we have never sought forgiveness for those sins then through death we enter into an eternal separation from him. The wages of sin is death. So sin our depravity, as it says, is killing us, right? But does God close his eyes and ignore us and condemn us to hell for our sin? Does he ignore our sins and let us do whatever we want? He's holy and cannot abide sin. What about making us incapable of sinning? If we could never do wrong, we would be missing our free will, right? Some people argue in the garden, why did God allow Adam and Eve to even eat of the tree? Why was it even there, right? you guys think that only being able to do good because that is the only choice would be free. Right? Having the ability to choose what we will do for ourselves is what free will is. Granted, it doesn't mean what we choose to do for ourselves is good and right. But we have that ability to decide. Just as we have the ability to decide to seek forgiveness for where we have sinned. To assume responsibility for our sin. And then to take advantage to claim the blood of the cross in which Jesus assumed responsibility for our sin. When he died on the cross for us. Have you ever loaned something to somebody and got it back broken or not at all? No. Yes, I've been there. Where at some point in time it's not even the monetary amount associated with the item, right? Right. How do you respond? Do you feel like killing them? Do you feel like seeking justice by making them pay for it? Or do you give mercy and forgiveness? Taking responsibility yourself to replace the damages to something you didn't do. that's what God did. That's what Christ did on the cross for us, right? 
God is holy. As he is holy, he cannot stand any sin in our lives. But he is also love. And through that love, he does not want us to be condemned to death. Doctrine 5 says that we have become sinners, totally depraved, and as such are justly exposed to the wrath of God, the wrath of God against sin, since he cannot stand it, is what? Death. But because of love, he has provided a way. guys have ever given forgiveness to somebody who didn't deserve it? It's hard, isn't it? Somebody who had wronged you and doesn't even apologize, right? Or how about people who have wronged you and apologized, but you know that they did not mean it? Those, oh, I'm sorry. No, you ain't! Right? Right. Sometimes those fake, sincere apologies are worse than no apology at all. Or even... Someone has sincerely apologized. Was it still hard to grant forgiveness? When we seek forgiveness, when we realize the fact that we are fallen, that we are broken, depraved, when we seek God, we seek His face, we seek forgiveness, we air our iniquities, our wrongheadedness, the things that we have done that we try to hide and are ashamed of. seek his forgiveness with a sincere heart. Do you think God is stingy with forgiveness? No. Because he is what? Love. And so when we come before him and we seek forgiveness out of our own free will, we admit our wrongs and plead the blood of Christ over our sins, then we can be forgiven. You see, we have Doctrine 5. We believe that our first parents were created in a state of innocency, but by their disobedience, they lost their purity and happiness, and that in consequence of their fall, all men have become sinners, totally depraved, and as such are justly exposed to the wrath of God. And thankfully, 
we don't end there, and neither does God. We're going to spend more time looking at it next week, but Doctrine 6 says that we believe that the Lord Jesus Christ has, by his suffering and death, made an atonement for the whole world so that whosoever will may be saved. And Doctrine 7, we believe that repentance towards God, faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, and regeneration by the Holy Spirit are necessary to salvation. We are sinners. We fall short every day. It's who we are. But it's not who we have to be. a song and as it plays we invite you to take this time look into your hearts look into your lives and find where you are broken find the sin that you struggle with
Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now. We do know that you hear us when we call. And we thank you for that. We thank you for this day, for everything that you have given us. Be with us now, Lord. Help us. Strengthen us. Heal us. Be with us. And be with all of those, Lord, who are facing a storm right now, for those who are experiencing loss of loved ones, for those who are facing uncertainty. Give them peace. Give them your protection. We just ask these things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.